Hey friend, welcome to the She Connects podcast. I'm your host, Susan Vandenhubel. She Connects is part of my ministry, She Rises, and allows me to connect with women in the online space. If you didn't know, over at She Rises, we are impassioned to see women set aside whatever may be holding them back from rising to their fullest potential. Drop by, check us out. We have a lot of resources available to help you grow in your faith. But in the meantime, let's connect over whatever God has placed on my heart for us this week. Hey everyone, welcome back to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and if you are new here, welcome. I'm so glad that you are tuning in this week. I hope that you find this uh, corner of the online space uh, just a a benefit for you and your faith, and uh, I just really believe that this will add value to you, to your life, and to those around you as you share. Maybe you know what God is speaking to you through any of the messages here on this podcast. Well, I am really excited about She Rises coming up here in just a few short months. Oh my goodness. I mean, can you even, can you even believe that, you know, as I'm recording this, next week is Thanksgiving already. I, I just feel like, wow, uh, I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> I mean, I knew that it was coming. I mean, it's on the calendar every single year, right? But yet it feels like, wow, okay, so it's Thanksgiving and I have not done any shopping for that. So um, I'm going to be doing that this weekend. You know, but apart from that, the annual She Rises Women's Conference is in April next year, which is really right around the corner. I know that it kind of seems like, oh, that's just a few months out yet. I'll think about that, you know, next week or after the holidays or whatever. And I don't blame you. You know, there's there's so many things going on right now. And so many people are dealing with other things in their lives, which is validated wholeheartedly agree with that and just really, you know, just give a shout out to you if you are having to make some major pivots in your life, which you probably are. I don't know that anyone is immune from that here in this year, but uh, I do want to just keep that in front of you that She Rises is coming in April. We are excited. We are planning. We are preparing and we are praying for that event. And we are just really believing that God is going to move and transform hearts and lives for his glory. Uh, the theme on my heart this for next year is brave. And uh, I just really believe that you know what God has been speaking to my heart is we have this one life to live. We get one time around this world and uh, this is not a dress rehearsal. We are not trying out for something. We're not hoping that we, uh, you know, get it right. We get one time around and um, there are no do-overs. And so what I really believe God is wanting us as women to really lean into is that we have something collectively to offer this world. For such a time as this, now is the time for you and for me to rise and become everything that he says that we are and have not just an influence in the world, but have impact. I mean, come on, somebody. Those those are just two different things. I'm not content with just having influence. I mean, anybody can be an influencer. I want to be an impactor. 
I want to have impact. I want my ministry, I want my life to have a lasting impact in the lives around me, in this world, in my neighborhood, in my church, in my family, in my extended family, in my relationships. You know, the people that I see at the grocery store, the people that I I pass when I'm outside, wherever it is, whatever I'm doing, I want to have an impact for the glory of God in this world. And so that's really big and stirring on the inside of me. And so I so hope that you that you will make plans to join us in April. It's on the 9th and the 10th at River of Life Church in Sock Center, Minnesota. You can find all of the details. Grab your tickets at www.sherisesmn.org. That link is in the show notes, by the way. Well, here in Minnesota, we recently were given new guidelines for the coronavirus. And, you know, it just seems like, wow, we are constantly just trying to adapt to now this new set of of guidelines, these new, these new rules, these new mandates. And I, I just really feel like everything in life just feels so fluid right now. You know, I, I think that we could probably agree the one thing in this world that is constant is change, <laughs> right? I mean, the one thing that we can depend on is change, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, I've been so grateful for my faith in God and the steady that he is in my life. And, you know, I'm coming up on 28 years of logging miles with with the Lord. And it isn't that I've never been grateful before for his steadfastness, but it just really feels like this year has taken on a whole new level of gratitude for me in that area, that in a world that just feels so fluid and ever-changing, I am grateful that I have built my foundation on the rock of Jesus Christ, the the one who changes not, who is steady and firm. You know, I love what the the scriptures say that the Lord is is our rock, our refuge, and the righteous run to it and are safe. I love that. I love that he is our steady, he is our rock, he is our refuge. And I'm sure you like me have really been expressing some gratitude this year in that way in your own life. God, thank you that I can rely on you. Thank you that you have been my strength, that you have been my steadfastness because, man, friend, in and of ourselves, our strength, our capacity, we have a ceiling, right? We have a capacity. We can only go so far in and of ourselves. And I am so grateful that I know the Lord, that I have a relationship with him. And I'm not trying to walk through this turbulent world by myself. Can I get an amen? You know, I think that there are so many voices, opinions, ideas, and theories going around right now. You have probably been inundated with them yourself. I read something that someone wrote recently, and I think probably most people would agree with. She said, I just feel like I don't even know what is factual anymore. I don't know what to believe anymore. And you know, when when we think about all of these opinions and this person says that and that person says this over here and you know and we're watching different videos and different um, news media outlets and you know, just all of these different things it's almost like it kind of leaves us feeling 
I don't even know what to believe anymore. What is factual? Several weeks ago, our pastor gave a message on not drifting in our faith. And I just got to tell you, I cannot seem to move beyond that message. And he gave that, gosh, I would say like probably for sure two months ago. And I am still just sitting in that message, you know, to all my foodies out there, all of my chefs and gifted friends in the kitchen, uh, you know, you know what marinating means. You know what marinating a chicken, for example, that's something that I I like to do is marinate chicken. I, I feel like I'm forever standing in the kitchen wondering and trying to figure out what new way I can make chicken. <laughs> my husband is, he texted me back, just a little side note, my husband texted me, oh gosh, it's been a little while ago, jokingly. Um, he said, I think I'm about chickened out. <laughs> and we were laughing about it. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't doing a little dig on me or anything, but it's true. You know, I, I feel like I'm constantly trying to figure out some new method in how to cook chicken. And so um, that was just kind of funny that he was, I think I'm a little chickened out, but, you know, marinating it really, what it, what it means is, you know, it's, it's where you put meat into something for an extended period of time. And that meat absorbs the flavor of that marinate. And you guys, that is what I feel like that message that our pastor gave probably two months ago has afforded me and my faith. I feel like I've just been sitting and marinating in that message about not drifting in our faith. I love what Hebrews 13, 9 tells us. It says, we should not be carried about with various and strange doctrines. I love that. And, you know, I've been reading the Bible for, like I said, you know, almost 28 years now. So um, I, you know, I'm still learning. I'm still growing. The word of God is alive. Uh, There's always something new to learn. There's always more insight and um, something that, you know, the Lord is always showing us in, in his word. The Bible is never something that we read once and then we, you know, put it on the shelf. No, no, no. That's not what we do with the word. But it's always interesting to me that, you know, for example, in this particular scripture in Hebrews 13, 9, I have read that verse, I don't know how many times, and yet something different stood out to me this last time that I read it. And, you know, as many times as I, as I've read it, I just feel like the Lord really highlighted one particular word out of that scripture that really kind of resonated with me and kind of what's going on in our world. And that word was doctrines, doctrines that we should not be carried away with various and strange doctrines. And have you ever noticed that doctrines in that scripture is plural? It says doctrines like with an S, plural. (laughs) That tells me that there will be many doctrines in the world claiming to be truth. In other words, people will say that this is truth and others will say that their message is truth. But And then still there will be others that will say, no, 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 I have the truth. This is the truth. Believe this. This is, this is the truth over here. But 
isn't it interesting that, again, while that scripture says various and strange doctrines, as in plural, the truth is used in a singular form. Isn't that interesting that here we have this passage of scripture that says doctrines, plural, which tells us that there will be many, you know, different messages out there that people will think that this is the truth. And yet truth is singular. I hope that you don't miss that. Truth is used in the singular form. In other words, you guys, there's only one truth. There's only one truth. And I think that nowadays truth has become such a relative term. And I always kind of get a little squirmish when I hear someone say, well, I'm just going to speak my truth. I'm just going to share my truth. And here's why that makes me a little squirmish. Because when we are, well, when I, I don't want to put words in anybody else's mouth, but when I hear that, I feel like it kind of opens the door to then suggest that this is my truth, perhaps yours is different, but this is my truth. This is what I'm going to hold to as as my truth. And yet, I just feel like, man, I don't want to leave that door open because truth is singular. Truth is singular. In fact, you guys, truth is a person. Truth is a person, and that person has a name, and his name is Jesus Christ. In John's gospel, there is what is called um, seven I am's. In other words, there are seven instances in the book of John where Jesus declares of himself uh, who he is, and they're referred to as the seven I am's. So, you know, for example, he says, I am the the bread of life. And he says, I am the good shepherd. And, you know, there's other ones. But one that I really want to point out in this week's episode, as we're talking about truth and what is truth, Jesus said in one of those seven I am's, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus said that. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Let us not forget, let us not forget in such a noisy world and, you know, all kinds of, of, of this and that, and this is the truth and believe this. No, no, no. This person over here, this outlet over here, there is one truth. Truth is singular. And in fact, truth is a person and that person is Jesus Christ. In Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8, it reads that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if Jesus is the truth, and he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, then the truth never, ever changes. It never, ever changes. And listen, I just feel like we we need to be people of faith that are bold, in our faith and say, this is the truth and I'm going to stand in the truth of Jesus Christ and what he says is true. Truth is a person. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. And he is not going to rewrite the Bible to adapt to a culture that is um, moving away from godly morals and and values and you know the the foundation of Christianity that our country has been built and founded upon. He's not going to rewrite the word. The word has been written. It will stand the test of time. In fact, the book of Isaiah says that his word 
is settled in heaven. It has been settled in heaven. He has said it. He said it once and he's he's not going to rewrite it. He's not going to change it to adapt to uh, a culture that no longer uh, places an, uh, an importance and a revel- relevance and an emphasis on godly principles. The truth. There's one truth and that is Jesus Christ. Sticking in John's Gospel, chapter 6, verses 60 through 68, uh, you know, we, we read that Jesus has been doing some teaching and, and uh, there was, you know, some, some disciples, not the, not the 12, the main 12 disciples, but he actually had other disciples, scripture tells us, kind of a larger, a larger following, if you will, that actually turned away from him and from the message that he was sharing. They found it difficult to accept as truth. And Jesus turns to his disciples, the, the 12, the core, the main, the main disciples, the 12, and asked if they too wanted to leave, in which Peter, one of the disciples, rightfully answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? For you have the words of eternal life. You know, friend, I have become more adamant that no matter who says what, come what may, I'm going to stick with Jesus. I'm going to stick with Jesus. He alone is the truth. And as of late, I have been going just deeper in that anchor in that truth. I've been thinking about and hungering after just the basics of faith, you guys, just the basics of faith. I've been remembering like the days of old, not that I'm living in the past, not that I'm, I'm wanting to, you know, somehow return to that. And I don't, I, I don't like my life right now. Don't, please don't mis, uh, misunderstand what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is that there there has been something on the inside of me that has just grown more hungry and just I've just been digging out those old songs that just really used to move me in the spirit songs such as um it, it's called take me in um take me into the holy of holies you can uh, google it uh, the the band Cutlass. It's spelled Cutlass is spelled with a K, K U T L E S S, and the song is called Take Me In. It's an oldie, but man, I have been waking up in the morning with that song in my mind and just big in my heart. Uh, in fact, when I've been out on my prayer walks lately, there has been like the chorus part of that song. I've just been singing out loud. And every time I sing it, there is something that is just so, just so big and moving in, in my spirit that just connects to the words and the heartbeat behind that song. I've also found myself just wanting to Tarry a little bit longer in prayer and just wanting to sit in his presence and not just phone in my devotion time, you know, kind of a check mark. And well, I, I, you know, gave my, gave my time. Okay. So I'm moving on to the next thing. Check mark. No, no, no. I have been just really wanting to just sit and just marinate in the Lord's presence, just reflecting back on those days of old where I, Man, I am just hungry 
for that kind of move again in not only in my faith, in my life, but in this world and in the in the capital C church to see God do it again. You guys, we have been, Tim and I have been in services where Man, the, the the move of the Holy Spirit has been so powerful. The gifts are alive and in full operation. You know, we're we're just pressing into worship. Worship is about God. The songs that we're singing are about him and lifting him up and blessing him and uh, you know, just exalting God's name. Oh man, I, I tell you, those are the days that I am just hungering after and craving for. And, you know, I just, I've been adamant to create and foster that kind of atmosphere within my home. Because when you and I are fully anchored in his truth, his truth, storms may come and go, but we are anchored in him. We are anchored in him and therefore we will not be swept away with those various doctrines and that's, man, we should want that. We should want that. And, you know, maybe, maybe for some, it isn't, it isn't various doctrines nowadays. Maybe it's other distractions, especially in the climate of our world. Man, it can be very easy to be swept away with political debates, get just swallowed up with that. And, you know, we're listening to all the news media outlets and we're reading this blog and that article and we're watching that video and, you know, we're, you know, doing all that kinds of things. We're getting swept away with all of the the various opinions over masks and no masks and this doctor says that and and that doctor says that and it's just endless information. Today we have media and phones and books and podcasts and and virtual things going on all the time. I really think that we need to get back to opening our Bibles and reading the word. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. I am not saying that that you know media outlets are bad. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that our our phones are bad, that books are bad, that podcasts are bad. I mean, obviously I have a podcast. You're listening to a podcast. I'm obviously not against podcasts. I'm not against books. I am a three-time author. I write books. I read books. I'm not against them. I I Follow certain people that burn me on in my faith and offer encouragement and challenge perspectives and make me want to reach higher in my faith. So I'm not saying that any of those things are bad, but what I am saying is perhaps we need to uh, reevaluate what are we what are we being consumed with what are we just being swept away with in our time are we are we spending more time in these other areas and we're neglecting our bible reading time i mean it's so easy nowadays to to just you know, turn on, turn on a, a podcast or watch something, you know, a, a video or something while we're getting ready in the morning. Again, please don't send me messages. I am not saying that those are bad. I utilize those resources myself. But what I'm saying is sometimes we, we, just lean on those things too heavily and we forget that we need to be people of the word. God told us to be people of the word. The Bible is God's word to us. 
The Bible is God's word to us. You know what? There's going to be all kinds of opinions, all kinds of, you know, distractions and, and various doctrines. And, you know, everybody's, you know, going to have all their things out there. But God's opinion, don't miss this. Don't miss this. God's opinion is the truth on any matter. Let me say that again. Let me say that again, especially in a world that is so loud with opinions. God's opinion is the truth on any matter. And to find out what his opinion is, you guys, we have to open up the word. We have to open up the word. It's, it's, you know, it's one thing to, you know, to, to listen to podcasts and read books and, and all those things, which are great. I mean, I, I just feel like it's redundant. How many times I keep saying, I don't have anything against those things, but listen, the Bible also says that we are to test the spirits. In other words, measure what we're listening to, measure what we're reading against the word of God. But if we're not in the word of God, how can we do that? It's hard to know uh, what is truth if we're not in the truth. Remember, there's one truth. His name is Jesus Christ. And God's opinion is the truth on any matter, on any matter. He is the standard. He's not a standard. He is the standard. And kind of, if I can say it like this, and maybe it's, you know, it's just a lack of better words, but the buck stops with him, right? The buck stops with God. He is the standard and he's not going to sway in his truth. He's not going to sway in his opinion. And we, we need to, we need to get back to that. I, I just really feel so convicted on the inside of me that that we we need to be very careful that we are not drifting away in our faith and getting caught up in all of the all of the hot button topics in our world and and different doctrines and all of these other distractions. You know, you and I were never called to look like and imitate the world. Not anywhere in the Bible are we told to look like the world. Nowhere in the Bible, which is the truth, which is the truth, God's opinion on any matter is the truth. Nowhere in scripture are we told to imitate this world. Jesus told us to imitate him. Jesus told us to imitate him. And remember, he is the truth. He is the truth. We are in this world, but friend, we are not of this world. We're in the world, but we are not of this world. We're supposed to look different. We are supposed to sound different. Our lifestyles should look different. Our choices should look different. And in a world so full of fear and anger and division, let's remember that you and I, we have the answer. Jesus Christ. Jesus. It's, it's, it's what the world needs. They need Jesus. They need Jesus. We should be the most hopeful people in the world because we know how this ends. We know how this ends. We know the answer. We know the truth. And we know that this is not our home. We're just passing through here. You and I, if you are a follower of Christ and you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ, our citizenship is in heaven, is in heaven. That's our home. That's our permanent address is on streets of gold in, 
in eternity with God. This is a temporary address, temporary address here on this earth. First Peter chapter three, verse 15. I, I'm going to wrap this up here. First Peter chapter three, verse 15 tells us to always be ready to give a reason for the hope that we have. Be ready to give a reason for the hope that we have. Listen, we should be the most hope-filled people on the planet. We should be the most hope-filled people on the planet. And we are to be ready in season and out of season. And it's time that we as believers gird our loins and testify of the truth that we believe in Jesus Christ. Listen, I hope that this episode is exactly what you needed this week to live out your faith boldly and with courage. And I hope that you remember the truth that you would not be living out boldly and courageously without Jesus Christ by your side. Remember, he is the one that gives you that boldness. He is the one that implants that courage on the inside of you. You are not alone. You are not living this life alone. He will give you the exact words that you need when you open your mouth to testify of the truth that you believe in Jesus Christ. He will give you the exact words that you need when you open your mouth to share the reason for the hope that you have in Jesus Christ. Trust him. Believe him. You don't have to have some pre-made script in your mind. No, no, no. Trust him and believe him that when he provides you an opportunity to share the reason for the hope that you have, he will give you the exact words that you need at that moment that that person needs to hear. I love you. I believe in you. And I hope that this is exactly what you need this week. Be encouraged today and stay well. And I'll catch you next time. Well, I hope that blessed and inspired you in your faith. I so enjoyed connecting with you this week. Would you consider sharing with others and leaving a review? I know that it's not about numbers to me. It's really about helping as many people as I can with the message of She Rises. And by following, sharing, and leaving a review, it, may, it helps other people find this podcast and they too can be inspired in their faith. Thank you so much for following along. And again, remember that you matter and your life matters.